Blog Talk Radio. Everything is alright. Alright, alright. I hustle every day just to make sure say everything is alright. Alright, alright. I hustle every day just to make sure say everything is alright. Alright, alright. I hustle every day just to make sure say everything is alright. Alright, alright. I hustle every day just to make sure
just to make you say family is alright. Alright, alright. I'm calling every day just to make you say everything is alright. Alright, alright. I hustle every day just to make you say family is alright. I can't keep myself. Live right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia. And guys, guess what? We're closing out the month of January. Can you can you believe it? Can, can, can you see how like I'm all tongue tied because I can't believe it. Like January's gone. Like tomorrow, that's it. January's gone. Sure. All right. So 2020 ain't slowing down for me. I need to catch up. In other words, right? All right. So rolling into February, we begin our third night, February first. Right, which is ironic because we actually have a show on Saturday, February 1st. That is in our third night. Our third night will be Mondays, all right? So beginning Monday, February 3rd, you'll get to hear me, Grace the Airways, three nights again, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all right? But on this Saturday, February 1st, we're going to have hip-hop artist, comedian, and actor, Nine here. He's calling in from Korea. Right? He is also uh, a soldier, yes, in the Army. I'm so excited to have him here calling in from Korea to not only share his music, um, but to share his passion and to share his um, love for his city. You know, all of us rep uh, someplace, right? But he goes hard for New Brunswick, New Jersey. All right? So I'm excited to have him here on Saturday, February 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then right back here on Monday, beginning our third night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, New Orleans, Louisiana hip-hop artist P. Lee will be here with us. I haven't talked to him in probably six years. So, I, uh, yeah, I know this show is going to be crazy because he's off the chain, you hear me? And then on Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to mellow it down just a little bit. We're going to talk about a little skincare, a little bit of makeup. Um, we'll have uh, T. McDonald here with us, entrepreneur, makeup artist extraordinaire. Yes, excited to get some tips, give some tips to a lot of love out to her. No show next Thursday for 6. My baby girl's turning 19, headed to her college to celebrate with her. All right? So those are your dates. If you cannot make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. Very quickly, we want to give our congratulations out to Sierra and Russell Wilson. They announced today the birth of the um, the birth. Woohoo! Not the birth. No, 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 no. They announced that they are expecting their third child. If you go back and look at some of her social media recently, I love I love um, celebrities. All right, because if you go back to January first, chick something was flat. I right? like <laughs> like paper flat. She had abs. All right, six pack in all on January 1st. And today, she looks like, you know, she's probably four, five, six months pregnant. Love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. But around the 12th of January, she um, had a jersey on. You know, Russell's number is three, right? So she had a jersey on, and it said three. And hashtag was just said, you know, number three, as well as today's hashtag was also number three. And in that shot, it was a lot more, you know, fuller. Her belly was a lot more fuller in that shot. 
even though she had on a jersey and, you know, a, a coat to camouflage her, her, her whole body. But you could tell it was a lot more fuller because y'all know me. I saw people's pages, right? So, yes, congratulations to Sierra and Russell Wilson on the announcement of their uh, third child on the way. All right? I did have some other news for you. I, I lost it. Hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. How many of you watch um, Drag Race with RuPaul? Any of you watch that? No? Okay. Well, I, I don't really watch it. Like, I watch it occasionally. I did have the opportunity to watch. He has a show on Netflix called um, AJ and the Queen. And I, it's one of those shows where I sat and watched it, like, in two nights. I was done with all the episodes because it's that, you know, it, it pulled me in. So if you get a chance, you want to watch something hilarious, um, with RuPaul, it's, it's, it's very funny. Um, but I, I don't know where my, my notation went, but he will have a guest judge this season. Season begins on, I'm going off of memory now, the season begins on February the 28th, Friday, and the guest judge for this season will be Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So um, that should be interesting. I might have to tune in this season and see what she's bringing to the table. She was voted um, most um, 2019's most something, something. I don't remember what it was, but whatever that award was, it uh, kind of led to her being um, selected to be the guest judge. Like the most, out, not, not outstanding, um, trend-setting, um, no, not trend-setting. Most, you know what, I'm going to find it, and I'm going to get back with you, and I'm going to tell you what that is, all right? Jill? Good enough. <laughs> Uh, before I came on, we heard uh, Easy, and that was Double O, Double O uh, featuring Akadaz and and Chip, Chip, Chip. You're gonna kill me. I'm just gonna call you Chip for now. All right. Um, two producers out of Nigeria that worked on Double O's latest project that just dropped January 1st. Um, Double O is our 2019 Best Collaboration winner, and um, congratulations to him as well as all of the winners and uh, nominees uh, for 2019's Indie Fire Radio Awards show. So that was easy that you heard um, prior to me coming on. I'm excited to have my guest here this evening. Uh, you may recognize the name. You may have recognized, you know, um, maybe even the cover of the book, right? Because we had it on earlier last year, maybe June, July, August, September, one of those months. She was on last year when she dropped book one, all right? It was right after she dropped um, her first book, her very first book, and she talked about, you know, beginning to write book two. Well, I want to be specific. I want to say that was September because now she's back and and book two was completed. Like it just dropped like five, six days ago, all right? So uh, we thought it was important for her, you know, to come back, talk about, you know, how book one did, how she expects book two to do, and what's going to happen, you know, from here, all right? I'm talking about Dream Wigwork published author T. Bedford. She was born and raised in the Bronx and is the youngest of five siblings. At the age of 14, she began to write to help her subdue all the anger she was holding in. She started off with poems that she used to only read to her mother. Then later on, she turned to writing stories. She Bedford found a passion for writing, and it made her feel good. She decided that she would love for the world to witness her talent, but it took her some time. As she got older, she began to take writing more seriously. And she was able to now, or as she was now able to balance um, her family as well as her writing. 
In August 2019, she released her first book entitled A Sibling's Betrayal, published by Dream Wake Work Publishing. With great determination and perseverance, she released a follow-up, A Sibling's Betrayal 2, January 2020. She is very proud of herself, and as she continues to grow as an author, she looks forward to reaching more readers to share her work with. IndieFire listening audience, I present to you this evening, this is the remix show, right? When they come back again, it's the remix show, right? Dream Wake Work, published author, T. Bedford. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I am good. Look, I'm all mellowed out. I'm chill with no wine. So I'm I'm really good. Like, you know. <laughs> you, know you don't need our wine. You, know, you follow me. Yeah, you follow me on social media. So you know how I am about my wine. And so now that I'm able to get back on it again, like, I feel like I really need it. But. I mellowed out today. Like I'm, I'm good. I don't need it. I'm good. You know, it's a, it's a conversation piece. It really is. Like I sit around with it. You know, my glass in my hand, and you know, I feel like I'm really important because you know I'm on the radio with the wine glass, and you know, but I'm good. I'm, I'm good tonight. I'm good. So how has everything been since you were here? I want to say it was in September because if the book dropped in August, then I believe you were here in September. So how has everything been since September? Um, I would say everything's been looking up for me. I actually, um, you know, as you stated, I did just release my part two, which I'm very excited about. Um, we've been doing great things at Dreamwake Works. We've just been, you know, keeping our heads, you know, leveled up, and we've just been doing our job as becoming better authors. It's, it's crazy because I follow, like, I don't know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 of the Dream Wake Work authors. And from having them on the show when they first dropped their first book to watching them, you know, I got to get my word count up. You know, today my word count limit is this or you know, I'm working on getting this many chapters done or, you know what I'm saying, I got to get started on the second book or, you know what I'm saying, it's just phenomenal to just watch the growth process in every one of you. You know, it's it's been amazing. But to have you on the show in August and then, I'm sorry, September, and then you say then, so I just dropped this book and now I'm, I'm working on part two. And here it is, yes. January, and it's it's already out. Like when you finished it, how did that make you feel? <laughs> oh my God, I was happy it was over. I'm like, yes, I'm finally done. <laughs> I'm finally done. It seemed like it took forever, but I was more excited of, you know, I actually took my time with this one and, you know, I made it work and it was dropped. So I'm very excited about it. So I want to I want to back up to the very beginning um, for those who may not have listened to, you know, your initial show and they really don't know other than reading your bio. They may not know a lot about you, you know, who you are. Um, when did your passion and, and I know your bio states that you you began writing to um, subdue anger. And I know for me, when I started writing, it was I have migraines really bad. 
And my uh, therapist, neurologist, always told me, you know, you hold too much stuff in, for one. You need to let that stuff out. And don't. it doesn't always have to be verbally because, you know, I'm a very oral <laughs> Okay, that sounded bad. I like to communicate. <laughs> I like to communicate orally, all right, um, as well as you know, written. But I would always lash out at people. That's how I would just get everything out, and which still wasn't good, you know, for my head. So they recommended me writing, you know, and I have journals and journals and journals, just. Just writing, just writing, you know, my feelings, getting everything out. And I understand that's how you um, wanted to subdue all of your anger. But at what point did you realize that, all right, so I'm, I'm compressing all of my anger. But in this, there's, some, there's something within what I'm saying. Like, when did you realize that my words are actually, they have meaning? You know what I mean? Like, what I'm writing down could actually this could turn into a book or, or, or these words can turn into, you know, like poetry or, you know, um, when did you realize that my words have power and I can do something with these words? I realized my words actually have power when I was about probably 17, 18. Um, I started out writing poetry um, and I used to read them to my mom all the time and she would like to take certain ones, um, you know, to her church and read them, or she would want me to read them, which I never did because I was too nervous. <laughs> but um, as I started getting better at my craft, I started turning my, you know, turning my anger more towards paper because I was a fighter. I'm not going to lie. I was, I, was, I was a firecracker. I was ready to pop off at anybody. <laughs> but, you know, as, <laughs> as you get older, you know, you become wiser. So they right. say, but that, that right. don't go for everybody. But I know for right. me, I know, right. I know for me that um, it got better with time. So as I began to write, I started turning everything into stories. And I'm like, well, you know, I let, you know, certain people in my family will read it and be like, oh, this is really good. So that actually gave me a boost of confidence. Like, hey, I can really do this. So instead of me, you know, giving up because of frustration, I just, you know, kept my foot on the accelerator and kept pushing forward. I mean, that's the only thing you can do because if you quit, then you ain't never going to make it. That's right. That's right. So when, when you when you were writing back then, and even as you mm-hmm. continue to, you know, progress as a writer, um, did you always write from a, because you were, you know, suppressing the, the anger or whatever, did you write from an, an original um place to be able to deliver to your readers or you know did you make up stories um what what did you write about initially um well starting off in poetry I will write about you know surroundings or I can make up a scenario it could be you know just imagination or it could be from life experience um it's just it just on it just depends on how I feel that day or what I'm around what my mood is it just depends on that. And so how has um, how has publishing your first book changed your writing process? Oh, my God. It changed. <laughs> it definitely changed. I mean, my first book, um, I feel like for myself as an author, 
um, as far as being a first-time, you know, published author, you know, I made some mistakes here and there. Um, you know, my publisher kept telling me, hey, you got this. It'd be times where I get frustrated. And I'd be like, look, I don't want to do this no more. But she always was there to, you know, give me that helping hand. Like if I needed, you know, help with certain things, she's, you know, she was right there. So I give that to Ty. Um, <laughs> for real, because it'd be, it'd be times where I'm like, man, I don't want to do this no more. But, you know, you live and you learn. You got to keep moving forward. How long did it take you to to write the first book before you had it published? Ooh. Versus, we already know from from when when did you? Okay, so how long did it take you to write the first book and then have it published? And then the second part two, how long did it take to write that and have it published? Okay, so my first book, I took I'm gonna say about three to four months. Um, I remember when I first signed on with Dreamwake Work, um, I was probably like just like a chapter or two in. That was all. Um, so I'm going to say about three to four months for my first book. And then I think around the same time with my second book, it was about, it was, I think it was about the, about the same amount because um, I actually took my time with my second book. You know, I had to do, you know, I had to go back and edit some stuff. I had to make sure it was what I wanted to put out to the readers. You know, the editor had to make sure, you know, things was right. But, you know, with this book, I actually took my time writing it. I wanted my story to flow right. I wanted, you know, certain characters to, pl- to be placed in certain areas of the book. So I could catch my, you know, keep my reader's attention. So I just continued to, you know, take my time with it. It was times where I would send it in thinking that I'm, thinking that I'm done. But um, they would have to, you know, send it back and be like, hey, Tiff you know, you got to fix it. So it was hard. It was, it was difficult at first, but I got it done. With the publication of the first book, did your confidence level, um, did it build when it came time to release book number two? Like, did you feel like you, I know that you felt accomplished when you completed book one, but by the time you, right. you know, got to book two, now what what was your feeling? I mean, what what did you feel as an author? You know, um, I was more excited about part two than I was part one. Like part one was like part one is still really? my baby. You, yeah, because part one is still my baby. Like, when I first came out with my first book, I'm like, oh, my God, I did it. Da, da, da. But now when you got fans, um, more people is growing um, into looking into new authors. They, they not just setting, um, you know, the author that's already out. They trying to try new people. So, you know, that is building fan base. So um, I was extremely excited about this one. Like, oh, yes, here we go. Another round. But this one is like, oh, yeah, this is where it's about to be at. Like, it's going to be more more suspense and more drama, you know, murder and so forth. And this one right here to where, you know, some people might be like, dang, that's dope. You know, not everybody going to like your criteria, but, hey, you got those who do. So those who do actually count. Okay, so we we got a caller on the line. I want to see if they, you know, 
sometimes we get the callers and they don't want to say nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our last show, our last show, we had several callers like that. We're like, hello, hello. And they was like, mm. I mean, literally, they was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see, you know, caller, uh, area code 314. Uh, you're live on Indie Fire with Nakia and author T. Bedford. Who's on the line? Hello, hello. All right, they're going to sit and listen. It's all good. It's all good. I see you on <laughs> you. It's all good. Just sit back and listen. So, <laughs> so all right, you talked about, you know, um, the readers and, and um, wanting to see, you know, how they were uh, receptive of the new book. What happens when you get a negative review. I know everybody loves reviews. I know, I know reviews. I, and I learned something. I don't remember. I know it was Ty. I don't remember what the author was on the show, but how, how hmm. do you make, you know, the different um, um, top lists on Amazon and, you know, reviews have a lot to do with it. All right. So what happens when you get a negative review? Okay. So um, with my second part, my part two of A Sibling's Betrayal, um, I actually had my first. Um, I'm not gonna say it was so negative. Um, she rated my book a three instead of a five star, which you know everybody's opinion is their opinion. Um, I guess it was just you know I don't feel like she actually read the first part. You know, part I was about one. to say read, read part one, right? Exactly. So my thing was, you know, you put a review on part two, but you haven't read part one. So that's why you feel like the characters are scattered. You know, it's a whole lot of deceiving. And, you know, um, she just didn't, I'm not going to say she didn't like it, um, but, you know, she didn't give it, you know, a five star because she didn't read part one. So, of course, you're not going to know what's going on because you didn't read, you know, the first part. So <laughs> I just took it as is like, <laughs> I just took it yeah. as is like, okay, well, you know, thank you for my three stars that I did thank get. You. you know, it still counts. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I wasn't right. mad about it. Right. Uh, all right. So for those who may not have had the opportunity to read book one or book two, I want you to take them back to the very beginning. Let's talk about a sibling's betrayal. And um, let my listening audience know exactly what's going on in book one. Okay. Book one, um, the first part starts off with Misha and Jason. They are siblings. Um, Misha is more of the controlling type, and she is older. Jason is a younger brother. Uh, Misha was always that, um, that motherly figure for Jason. So she was very overprotective of you know, who he's around, who he's with, um, and so forth. But for her, she had her life of, you know, being with who she wanted to be with, but nobody, you know, had no say-so over what she did. Um, come to find out, you know, Misha held, held a big secret from her brother, and he doesn't know anything about it. So when everything catches up with her, things might not look, might not be looking too good for her. Hmm. And then in part two? 
Okay, now part two is where everything gets juiced up a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so the secret was revealed to Jason. And, you know, Jason has a daughter. We all know in part one that um, Jason's mother, I mean, Jason's baby mother was killed. And, you know, things spiral out of control after Beatrice's death. That's Jason's baby mother's name, Beatrice. So everything started hitting the fan in part two. So you got to figure out who's going to, you know, who's going to die. Who's going to live? Who's going to make it out safe? You know, who's going to be able to get away with what they did or not? You just got to read this, you know, to see what's going on. I don't want to give away too much, but yeah, it's, it's juicy. Uh, hmm. See, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my problem right there. Like, I read, I read, um, I always, for my authors, I always try to read, you know, like a quick excerpt from the book so I know I'm up to speed, I know what's going on. And I neglected to mm-hmm. do that with part one of your book. So when you came on the show the first time, I was clueless. I didn't know what was going on. So after the show, I was like, yeah, let me go ahead, let me go ahead, let me get this, let me read this. So it was like two days, I read it. I was good. I was up to speed. I was ready for part two. All right, so now that part two is out, yeah, I got like four, five, six books in queue to read. No thanks to Ty. Every time I turn around, hit this free, this free. Go read this. Yes, 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 yes. You know what? I can't. Everybody likes freedom. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? I want to support everybody, but damn, come on. Hey, how I have you written a whole bookshelf? You got to slow down because, you know, I'm trying to, like, you look, this is me. I'm at the stoplight reading books at the stoplight. You know what I'm saying? Every opportunity that I get, I'm trying to read books so that I'm, I can get caught up, you know what I'm saying, so I can be abreast of, of, of all the authors, what they put out, you know, when I do have them on the show, that I can talk about the book instead of, like, mm, okay, now I've read the, I've read the views for part two. Of course, I read the excerpt, you know, so I I, I kind of got a gist of what's going on. But, mm-hmm. like, and I don't want to start reading. Like, right now I'm reading three books at one time. Oh, my God. How can you do oh, that? Mm-hmm. I cannot. My mind, now, don't ask me what's happening in none of them. Now, I can pick right back up, you know, and start reading and be good with that. But if you ask me, like, what's going on in Oh, what's the cowboy book? Uh, see what I'm saying? Or like, what's going on at Queen right now? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I couldn't tell right, you. Right, right. Right back up and start reading. <laughs> no, what, what exactly is going on? So, yeah, but I have my head messed all up, trying to stay abreast of what's going on. Abreast must be the word for the day, abreast, because I've said that <laughs> a, a lot of times. Or, you know, me, I'm just, yeah, with abreast. All right, so, um. How do you, how, how is it, right, so when you sit down to write a story, and you said, like, it took you three to four months maybe um, to write uh, the first book, maybe about the same amount of time to write the second book. When you sit down to write a story, um, and going from book one to book two, I'm assuming you kind of knew how book two was going to end? Um. No, I actually didn't know how it was going to end. I just actually, I had more than one ending to my book. I definitely really? did. Yes. 
but I had to go with one that I felt like would be like give that reason like that uh, the reader's like oh snap like just one of those. But I know in part two, you definitely gonna get that at the end. So what's your what's your because you said that what's your writing process like? Do you have an outline that you use? Um, do you write off the dome? You know, um, how how do you write? Um, I just uh, free flow. Like, I just let it flow. I don't think about it. I just write it. I don't think I could do that. I, I don't. Um, like that's probably why I have, like, 10, 12 different books with, like, a chapter here and two chapters there and a chapter and a half here and, you know, um, a paragraph over here. And uh, I need some structure. And I know the first author, maybe he was the second author I had on the show, but he was the first to say that he actually used an outline and he had to stay, you know, um, he had to use that outline. Like he couldn't stray away from the outline. Because if he see, did, now, like, all with, hell would break loose. Yeah, see, now with my third book that I'm writing, um, I do have a new project coming up. But with the third book, I did somewhat of an outline, but it's not like it's going to be free flow, some outline, and then free flow, like, back and forth. I just wanted to try something new to see if it will actually work for me. So have you started on the third project? Yes, I have. So it's a continual, I'm, I'm assuming it will be a continual, a continuous um, process. A sibling's like betrayal? You know, like you don't, yeah, like you don't, no, well, not really, well, wait a minute, is there a part three? <laughs> no, maybe, maybe not. Okay. All right. So I was going to say, you know, like some people, like with, with music artists, you know, they'll put a song out and then you may not hear another single for like six months. And people think maybe they're just, you know, well, what are they doing in the meantime? They're still making music. You know what I'm saying? They may have made a whole album, but they're only going to release, you know, um, certain, ones. certain yeah. singles, you know what I'm saying, at certain times. So and then, bam, at the end of the year, there's that album. But in the meantime, they've been releasing singles the whole time. And so... With an author, is it kind of the same process? Like, even though you just released book two, that, that writing process still continues. Like, it doesn't stop. Like, you mentioned project three that you're working on. So how do you stay disciplined so that, you know, you're not getting distracted and you're not, you know, doing other things, but you're still staying committed to, you know, your craft and, and the writing process? How do, you, how do you stay disciplined? Well, I have... Um, my writing app on my phone, then I have my writing app on my laptop, and then while I'm at work, if I do have some free time, I just log in to my writing app, and I write anywhere, wherever I'm at. It just depends. If the characters start talking, then I'm writing anywhere. I can write from my phone, my laptop, you know, electronics is is dope. With electronics, not you. <laughs> I had to see mm-hmm. on that because electronics are also <laughs> distracting, though. 
Yeah, but um, like my app, like I just have to hit the app and then my book will pop directly up and it comes up where I left off at. So it's not like I'll be lost when I, you know, log back in or anything. It picks up where I left off. Got you. Got you. You've been tuning in. You are live right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia, and Dream Wake Work, published author T. Bedford. And we're talking about the release of her second book, A Sibling's Betrayal 2, that just dropped last week, right? Last week. Yes. Yes, yes. Last week. So Now, where where is the book available at right now? It's available now on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. And is is I thought I saw it someplace else. I think good Those read. I think it's on good read. Yes, yes. I think it's on good read. Mhm. I think yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get. I was trying to get a good picture, um, for promo, and I. But I. I think I finally got it off Amazon. But yeah, I think I saw it on Goodreads also. Yeah. And so, and then part one is available. The same location? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so moving forward, what can we expect from author T. Bedford? You could definitely expect more books coming. Um, my craft is getting better. Like I said, everybody, nobody's perfect, but it's getting better with time. So with that being said, you will be seeing more books from me as I'm perfecting my craft. And, you know, I hope you guys love my work. You know, I love it. So I hope others love it. I'm not going to say everybody's going to, but I hope a few do. As long as I got that few, I think I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think um, yes. I think as as you continue to write, um, and the reviews continue to come in, the more people see, you know, um, the backing that you have, um, the individuals that support you now, not only your family, um, but your your friends and your 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 pen sisters and brothers, because um, that that click right there is is amazing. Um, but I think, you know, once people just, just get on board, your name gets out there, you know what I'm saying? Your social media presence um, is is becomes more. You build that up. You build your following up. Um, I think the sky is, is – I don't like to say that the sky is the limit no more because, you know, people, they, they shoot past all of that now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, um, it's unlimited but, now. Sky is unlimited. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> So um, I, I just, I think, and I know that your family, because um, you talked about this before, your family supports you. You know, you have a strong um, support system. So I feel like, you know, as long as all of that remains the same, um, again, it's, it's unlimited for you. Um, right now, does your brand, um, the T. Bedford brand, do anything in the community? Actually, I just got um, some, like, you know, like the spandex. I just got me a bulk of those. Um, well, I wear my logo on my shirts. I wear them on my workout clothes. I just have a tendency of getting 
myself out there by wearing my logo on my clothing. Um, right now, I got a jacket that's being made with my logo up there. Ah, now, oh, you you mentioned workout. I be seeing you pictures post up in the gym. Yeah. So, <laughs> is this is this a uh, New Year's resolution, or is this something that T Bedford is doing for T Bedford? Um, it's something that T Bedford is doing for T Bedford. I was um, in the gym quite often before, but my Apple Watch broke. And I had my logo on my Apple Watch, and I had my wristband to match my logo that was on my Apple Watch, you know, like purplish. And it broke. Mm-hmm. So I was very distraught about that. So I just went and bought me another one tonight. <laughs> and it helped me with, it helped me with um, losing weight and also, like, you know, putting myself out there because I'm on my clothing. Like, people will come up and ask me, like, hey, you know, is this you? Is this you? And I'm like, yes. You know, I'm in the process of getting some cards made. I had some, but I passed them on a lot already. So I'm in the process of getting some more cards made. Um, I'm just trying to put myself out there more as an author, um, just to help better um, myself and have people to, you know, join me in my journey of becoming the best that I can be. Yes, you know what? Well, you just gave me an awesome idea. Um, and this is something that if anybody's listening, if you if you run across people on social media and they may just be starting, you know, like a startup business or they're trying to build their portfolio um, and they just need people to volunteer for them. Like I had a young lady who she, she's starting a new business and she does multiple things within her business, but she just needed like 10 volunteers and she just wanted to create something using your logo. And you could pick whatever item you wanted, you know, like if you wanted her to do like a T-shirt or a mug or, you know, some like like woodwork for you or whatever, she would put your logo Mm -hmm. on whatever you wanted. And so I told her it really didn't matter. I wasn't choosy. I just wanted to, you know, it's just that I wanted to be able to help her, you know, to build her brand, all right? So I sent her the logo, and she was like, all right, cool. Nobody picked a T-shirt, so I'm going to do a T-shirt for you. I was like, all right, that. So she was like, you know, what color shirt you want? So when I sent her the logo, she was like, oh, you know, you probably want white or black. And I was like, well, I don't do white nothing, so let's do it with the black, right? So she sent me the, t- the T-shirt or the picture of it, and I was like, she was like, all right, so give me your, you know, I need your feedback. And I was like, look, honey, that's all I do. I critique music all day, so my, you know, my <laughs> criticism is going to be, I'm going to give you both, you know, positive and negative. Honey, boy, when I saw that, I was like, look. Look, this. All right. So, first of all, I'm going to give you this would look very good on patches or on a pocket. You know what I'm saying? Because he was like, I, I, I use like a new technique. So, I've never used this technique before. All right. So, you need to stick with whatever you were using prior to. All right. Um, don't stick with what if, you know. If you're trying to build your portfolio, don't jump out here using some new shit because this right here. So what we're going to do is, my daughter is, you know, a fashion merchandising student. I'm going to let her decorate the borders. You know, I'm going to show you I'm gonna show you the shirt after the show. I'm going to let my daughter decorate the borders. We're going to make this happen because, you know what I'm saying, I want you to, I don't even I don't even want you to put this picture in, you know, your, 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 your binder, you know, your, your catalog. I don't want you to, don't, don't show nobody this right here. Don't show nobody this, all right? 
But she knows she knows I'm talking about it. She knows I'm talking about it. I said I'm gonna let my daughter decorate the borders of it because that's what's wrong with it. Um, but decorate the borders and then I'm gonna send a picture of the shirt back to you and you put it in your catalog. So that's and I wasn't gonna do anything with the shirt, you know what I'm saying? Just let her I wasn't gonna wear the shirt or nothing. Um, but that's a perfect idea because I renew my gym membership again for like the third time. Like these people suck money out of me year after year and I never set foot in a gym. <laughs> they they just take my money. And so back when my daughter was home in December, I was like, Hey, you home for a month? We in the gym five nights a week. And she was like, hey, I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? Because they got something. Mm-hmm. They, they, they like skinny, skinny thick. They skinny thick. And I was like, whatever the hell that means. But all right, fine. We're going to be skinny thick. We went to the gym one night. All right. The first night. And the girl was like, yeah, we here to motivate you. You know, yeah, we here. Because, you know, all right, cool. Yeah. My motivation died down after that, like. My daughter went, so I was like, you know, I'm good. And I see you, and I was like, yeah, she motivates me to click like <laughs> on this picture. Yeah, but that's that's yeah, just idea. come on so again. again. Uh, yeah, again, guys, if you see anybody that's doing that, they need volunteers that want to promote your brand. You know what I'm saying? And they need something like you know just your logo, or you provide a T-shirt or whatever, and they put it on there, then do that. And so when you're out and about. You know, not only are you, you could say, like, yeah, this is my logo, but then blah, 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 I made this. So you're promoting not only, you know, your brand, but you're promoting for that other individual as well. Cross-promoting. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's that's a great idea. I might hit the gym up tomorrow, you know, with that shirt. <laughs> not tonight. Yeah, yeah with that shirt. shirt. Yeah. Yeah, with that shirt. So what do you, what, what, um, what's your... What do you hope? And I know everybody has different reasons for um, wanting to lose weight. What What's your What's your reason? Well, my reason. Uh, well, I'm a diabetic. Okay. And, um, I just want to lose weight for. I don't have to lose so much weight, but for me, you know, my birthday is coming up in March, so I want to be fine, and you know, I want to I want to be able to wear a dress. Now, me, everybody who knows me personally knows that T. Bedford do not wear dresses. However... Really? Yes. But however, this year, for my birthday, I want to surprise everybody and put on a nice dress with some stilettos. And I can't do that with this hood. The 28th? March 28th. Let me see. Where am I going to be at March 28th? I don't know. I'm trying to be turning up with so many people this year. Um, just I'm trying to just pop up on location and and do things with people. And actually, March this is a perfect segue for me to go into March. If you're listening and you happen to be um, a female in the music and entertainment industry, you know March is um, it is Women's Appreciation Month, and uh, March the eighth is International Women's Day. And so we're we're gonna be um, live at the Stratosphere in Brooklyn, New York, on Utica Ave on March the eighth. Um, just just celebrating women. But for the month of March, we're actually um, interviewing all women in the music and entertainment industries. And so we're gonna have to see what we're doing around the twenty eighth, so that we can. Girl, that's a Saturday. We're not doing nothing. 
We're not doing anything because we don't have shows on Saturday. Right. So, yes, we're going to pop up <laughs> on T. Bedford. Yes, on March the 28th, most definitely. Okay, see, see now I know I got to get back in the gym. She talking about she trying to get rid of her stomach. Ah, man. Yes. Yeah, I got to be fitted, too. I got to be fitted, and too. And I'm so yes. close. And I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that right there for health reasons, most definitely. Um, and that's some things that mm-hmm. we want to talk about too, as women. Um, you know, we may bring you back in um, for March, but you know, as women, we want to make sure, first of all, that when we're out losing this weight, that we're first of all we're doing it for ourselves, all right, and not um, for nobody because, else. That's right, and not for anybody else. All right. Well, now, when I say anybody else, you know, a lot of people say I want to be healthy for my kids. I want to be around you know, for my kids. And I understand, I get that. I understand that part, but I'm saying, I don't want to stand in the mirror in the mirror and go, you know, I can't take my clothes off because I'm scared of how this man might, you know, receive me. No, if I'm going to be losing weight, I'm going to be doing it for myself. That's the mentality that the, that women need to have first and foremost. Yes. Right. And then, you know, if you need to be losing the weight for medical reasons, you know what I'm saying? We, and, and I, and I feel like women just need to be so much more supportive of, of women when, when they go to the gym and, and just, you know, it, it shouldn't be about competition. Like I just, there's so much that we are going to be doing in the month of, of March just to, um, to raise more awareness um, about being able to empower and inspire and motivate one another, because that is something that is lacking nowadays. And it seems like people are so, and I, I don't know, they're in the habit of, you know, um, everything has to be about a competition, who's going to do it better, who's going to make it look better, right. who's going to make it sound sad. better, you know what I'm saying? And that is very sad. You know, we all talk about wanting to um, elevate our queens or whatever, you know, it, it looks good for social media, but in actuality, nobody's living that life, you know what I'm saying? And so I just right. feel like um, it, we, we just need a, a lot more people to get on board with that mentality you know what I'm saying you you never know this is something that people say after the fact like I never knew she was going through this or I never knew he was going through that because you haven't taken the time to actually talk to that person get to know, get that, to know that individual and you know and so I feel mm-hmm. like now it, it is time you talk about 2020 vision I mean wipe your blinders off and see that there's a need for so much more you know I had mm, Cheryl Cheryl Long, she she's a 2019 best female author. She um and 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 I want to say because I got T Bedford was in that category as a uh, best female author as well. Um, the criteria was a little different in that category. Um, a lot of our best author nominees were brand new to the category. She is a lot more seasoned. She's put out a lot more books, um, and so that is the only thing that. I think, I didn't judge, but I think is why, you know, she actually won. Um, But she has a lot of organizations that she works with in Philly. And um, they're all about empowering and promoting, I mean, um, promoting, motivating and inspiring (laughs) women. And I I, want to pull her in. I don't know. I think I want to pull a lot of our past female guests in the show, uh, from the show, back in you know, back on the show in March and just, you know, have like a round table discussion on a lot of these issues that are affecting, you know, our women. 
Because it needs to be talked about. Like the red paper talk. Yeah, we need, we need, it needs to be talked about. And then we need to come up with, um, or we need to not come up with because the solutions are out there. You know what I'm saying? And and there's people who who know um, about the solutions um, and the opportunities um, and the the advantages of of using this, that, or the other. But it's for each one of us to be able to connect the dots or connect this person to this resource or or that resource. That's the problem. Everybody knows somebody who knows something who knows something else. But don't nobody want to come up with the information. That's what I've been finding. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know this. Like I saw Ty, and I know I'm all off the topic of you, but Ty posted something yesterday about her son. Her son tapping, being tapped. Was it her son? They got tapped by the student on the bus. I think so. Understand that they were being abused. One of her, oh, yes. one of her children, yes, one of her children was tapped by someone on their bus, and they were saying that they were being abused. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. there should have been somebody who could have reached out and said, from where she is, and said, because I can give her all my contact information where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? But what good is that going to do her? There should have been somebody from where she is to say, hey, this child or your son needs to say, or or let me give you this information so that you can provide it to the school so that they can provide it to, you know what I'm saying? There should have been somebody to tap in and say, let me help you to help your child to help this child. You know, people, they like, they they, they love, they they hate, they make the smiley face, they make the click on the wild face, they, they, they do all this interaction, but nobody's actually beneficial. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's right. That's true. That's true. That's why you got to separate you know, the real from the I don't care. Right. Right. I don't mm-hmm. care about the likes and the, you know, the love, the little heart signs and all of that. I don't, I don't care about that. Like what good can you actually do for someone who's going through these situations? And I think that's, that's what we need. We need. And I hope to be able to, if, if, we only can help one individual um, in the month of March, and and I say March only because you know it's it's Women's History Month, but it'll it'll go on from what we the spark, you know that mm-hmm. we ignite in the month of March. I hope that it continues to um, that flame continues to burn throughout the rest of the year. But that spark that we ignite, if, even if it's only in one individual, you know I'm hoping that that person will be able to take it back into their community and expound upon it, and it turned into something huge. That's our hopes here, you know, for the show. So, again, I hope to be yes. able to bring you back talk about how important it is to, you know, um, even if we have to bring you back, I don't know, like the end of March, maybe the, the 26th of March, or right before your I'm birthday, down we for it. talk about how you, you know, you were in the gym to do this, that, the third because your birthday's on the 28th and you had the medical issues and now you can say, bam, you know what I'm saying? I've accomplished this, you know, and the importance of this was blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I want to be able to do something like that and bring in other females who also have health-related issues and how the importance of, you know, healthy eating or, or the losing of the weight or, you know, has been beneficial to their life as well. So I want to do something like that, and maybe the, maybe that week, the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty sixth, we'll line that up for that week right there. Sound good to you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, love it, love it. Rose, I hope you're listening. You jot all of that down because I will forget it. I probably already forgot it. Already forgot it. But 
what, what, um, <laughs> can you describe um, your writing style in three words? Um, let's see. Um, creativity. Let's see. Mm, I'm gonna say mind blowing because the stuff that I just come up with is just I can't even think I can't even believe that I come up with half the ish that I come up with, but it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and I'm gonna say for myself because I have that much confidence. I feel like I'm a dope writer. Like I don't care how many bad reviews I get. At the end of the day, what I feel for myself is all that matters to me. And long as my fans love it, and I still have my supporters from day one and my newcomers you know, coming on and supporting me, that's all I really care about. No bad review is going to, you know, discourage me like, oh, man, I should have made it. This, that. No, I wrote it the way that I felt like it should go, and you're not the only person that might not like my work. But, however, on this side, I got people who do. So, you know, everybody's opinion matters, but I don't take it offensive or, you know, get upset and be like, dang, that's all. You know, that's it. That, and that was my actually my first bad review. You know, I don't even consider that bad. That was just her, no. you know, her opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. So creative, mind-blowing, and dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, now, what's good? It's your girl, Jana Blackwell. C-Town Records, Mistress of Salt. And you're on the air with the hottest independent station, Indie Fire, with your host, Nakia, giving you that heat right here on the station, bringing you all of the hottest hip-hop hits, Indie Fire. You're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia, and our special guest this evening, uh, creative, uh, mind-blowing, <laughs> dope, published author, Bedford, yes. Um, if you had one piece of advice to offer an up-and-coming artist, author, <laughs> an up-and-coming <laughs> author, someone who may mm-hmm. be listening to the show right now and they're saying, wait a minute, she just wrote her first book in August and she wrote her second book that was published in January like, what is that? Mm-hmm. December, October, November, December. Five months, two books in five months. Um, like, what is she doing? Like, you know, <laughs> I've written books on books on books, but I'm sitting on books on books on books. <laughs> like, <laughs> what what piece of advice could you offer to this aspiring author um, to to, to to have them to say, you know, whatever, because it, it's got to be fear. You know what I'm saying? If you're sitting on books right now, it's got to be fear. So what could you say to this this author to have them to step out of whatever it is that's holding them back from, you know, getting that first book published? Well, for starters, I do want to let everybody know I am a mother of two. I do have a one-year-old, and I also have a nine-year-old. So balancing family, work, and home, it is not easy. However, if it's something that you really love to do, you will always make time for what you love. Am I right? So I always right. make sure that um, <laughs> I always make sure, like I said, I can write on my phone. So I could be, you know, 
in the car on the passenger side and just be texting away and it'd be adding to my storyline. So in my laptop, I write while I'm home and then while I'm at work, I just log in. So if I don't have anything, you know, if I don't have any of my devices, I just make that time to get a paper and pen and just write down what I need to write down because it's right then and there and I don't want to lose it. That's your biggest fear of losing, you know, the good stuff. And I have a tendency of actually losing the good stuff. So um, my advice for a new upcoming author is don't be scared to step out on that limb because, you know, your first book, you might not be a millionaire, you know, a billionaire for your first book. However, the world will see your work. Just get it out there. Don't be, don't let that fear hold you back of from what you want to get done for yourself. Like a lot of people is in doubt, like, oh, I don't know if this would be a good thing to put out. Forget it. If that's what you want to put out there, then you put it out there. Yes, a lot of people is going to judge you for what you do, but if you feel comfortable with putting it out there, that's all that should matter. There you go. Put it out there. Just do it. Just do it. That's right. One day, I'm going to stop long enough to just do it. Like, just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no it. right or wrong. So. Well, I thank you so much for joining me this evening again. I want to go ahead and open the floor up to you now so that you can get all of your contact information out for those who may be listening live and for those who may come back and listen to one of the many, many, many playback shows. The floor is now yours to get your contact information out. Y'all can follow me on Facebook. Um, I'm under Melanin Bedford. Um, you know, I want to shout out my DWWP family. I love my 10 brothers and sisters. They are so supportive. And I want to give a big shout out to my publisher who made it all happen from day one, Asira, because she is so dope. And you know, I just want everybody to stay blessed, you know, leave the hating behind and just move forward. It's 2020. Get your priorities straight. Boom, that last part, though, she said get the priorities straight. You heard her. You That's heard right. Her. It's January 30th. Tomorrow's the last day of January. So if you use January as a, you know, a test subject, for the rest of 2020, time's up. <laughs> All right? Right, time right. Is time is up. All right? Make sure that you tune in on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, right here, we'll have hip-hop artist and comedian and actor, Nine, calling in from Korea. Yeah, super excited to have him here with us. Then again, on Monday, the 3rd, new time, new show, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a New Orleans, Louisiana hip-hop artist, T. Lee, will be here with us. And then on Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, entrepreneur, makeup artist extraordinaire, T. McDonald, will be here at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, no show on Thursday. Baby girl's turning 19. I'm getting old. Yeah. So if you can't <laughs> make them all... Please, please, please do not miss them all. T. Bedford, Dream Wake Work, published author. Thank you so much again for being here with me this evening. Guys, until Saturday, have a good night. Good night.